Luke 2, 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. This first registration took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own town. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the family line of David, to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him tightly in cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the city of David, a Savior was born for you, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people he favors. When the angels had left them and returned to heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They hurried off and found both Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. After seeing them, they reported the message that they were told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary was treasuring up all these things in her heart and meditating on them. The shepherds returned, glorifying God and praising God for all the things they had seen and heard, which were just as they had been told. You know, we need light. One reason that we are doing a day Christmas Eve service instead of a night Christmas Eve service like we've traditionally done, this is not the only reason, but one reason is we found a lot of people don't like to drive at night. Now, I came from California, and... It's a lot easier to drive at night in California compared to Minnesota, and especially Wisconsin. See, in California, because we don't have the snow in the majority of the state, and which means we don't have to worry about snow plows, the paint on the roadways is reflective. And also on a lot of roadways, there are reflective bumpers on along with the reflective paint. So all this reflective material, when the light from our headlights hit it, even if there's no street lights, just the reflection can allow you to see for miles. And so it makes it really easy to drive at night. But out here, sometimes even on the highway, there might not be street lights. 
it gets darker earlier in the wintertime. And the, the paint, the roads are not reflective. And so it is difficult to drive at night. And we need, because we need light to see. Now there are actually several senses we use to perceive the world. You know, our ears need sound waves or compression. Our nose and our tongue need chemicals. Our skin needs pressure or temperature. But to see, our eyes need light. And that's how I want to look at the shepherds. The shepherds also needed light. It says they were in the fields at night. It would have been dark in that field. There was no street lights in Bethlehem. At best, they would have had the moonlight or a fire. But it was dark. And to see their way, they would need light. And all of a sudden, in this darkness of the night, the glory of the Lord shines around them. An angel appears. And so they're probably, it says they're afraid, they're probably stunned with this angelic being that reflects the glory of God. And it's not just, it's one angel to start with, but then there's a whole army of heaven there. So the sky is lit up for them. They can see. And not just see with their eyes, they can see with their minds. Because the first angel gives them information that they could not have otherwise been remotely aware of. That in Bethlehem, the city that they are nearby, there's been a baby born. Now, they might could have guessed any day of the week a day a baby could be born, but a particular baby that was the Messiah, the Savior. God made into a human. They had no way of knowing that that is what was happening that night. And the angel gave them further visual information that this particular child would be wrapped in cloths and be lying in a manger. And so with this new light, the visual light to be able to see towards Bethlehem and the light of the information of what has happened, they are able to go find Jesus. And then these shepherds with this light are able to pass that light on to others as they go and tell everybody what they have seen and heard. Now, as human beings, we also have another sense of perception that needs input. You know, I've talked about our, our hearing and our smell and our taste and our touch and our sight. But there's another sense. The Bible names this sense our spirit or inner person, our heart, or even our gut. Modern day, we may use the terms or call it our mind or our consciousness. 
The thing is, human beings have the ability to sense real things that are not physical. You hear that? We have the ability to sense real things that are not physical. I'm going to show you a quick 30 seconds of video. It's a sports video. Take a quick look. Okay. So how many of you, when you saw these various people either falling down or getting hit with a ball, did you get a sensation uh, in your in your skin? You, you, you felt that feeling. Yeah, just everybody. See, we, we have, as human beings, an empathic sense. And it works unless we become numb or dead to it. This idea of human beings, and they've only found this, I think, in human beings and maybe chimpanzees, the idea that we can feel somebody else's pain even though we're not actually experiencing the pain ourselves, but we can literally physically feel it. So we, just with that, I can, I've shown you that we, we have this perception sense of things that are real but not physical to us. And where I'm going with that is the human spirit, among other things that the human spirit is, it's our perception organ to the spiritual realm. It's our perception organ to, to connecting with God. And it's one of those things, just as our empathic sense can get numb or dead because we've been overexposed, our spirit also needs to be awakened. It needs to be made alive. You know, a couple of years ago, I had surgery, and between the, one of the things that they did, the surgeon did, is he moved or lifted some of my nerves, nerve cells, and then put them back after he was done with the surgery. And I was told by my surgeon I was going to put my nerves in shock. So between the shock of the surgery and the anesthesia of the surgery, um, some of my nerves were dead or or sleeping. You know, they were in shock. And after several weeks... After I was off pain medication and after I was, uh, you know, just healing up, uh, the nerve sensations started to come back. And it was one of those things, one, it made me glad because I could feel again. At the same time, it was very painful. The first, the first feeling that I got when my nerves awoken was was hurt. It was a it was a sensation and it was a hurt thing. And the promise of God in Ezra 36:26, he says, "I will give you a new heart." Heart is one of those words that he uses for the spirit, our inner self, that organ that touches God. "I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you." I will remove your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. 
that spirit inside of us that needs to be awakened to God, God says, I will wake it up. And it's something we need to connect with God. And it's going to be both a sensational experience and it may also, for some, be a painful experience. But once that spirit is awakened to God, it still needs input. It's kind of like if I were deaf and and the surgeons put in a cochlear implant, it could be working, but until some sound waves come, I won't know it's working. Same way God says he will put a new spirit within us, and then it needs input. It needs light. John eight twelve. Jesus spoke to them again. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus, that baby born in the manger, that the angel sent the light to the shepherds to, was actually the light himself, the light of life. It's Jesus that allows us to make that God connection with our spirit. Jesus also said in John fourteen nine, he says, Have I not been among you all this time and you do not know me? He says this to Philip. The one who has seen me has seen God the Father. Jesus is the light to God. Jesus also said in that same passage, If you know me, you will also know my Father. From now on you do know him, and you have seen him. We need a living soul, a living spirit, a living heart, and we need the input of light, Jesus. That is the promise that we have through the birth of the Son of God, Jesus. I pray that if you have not had that connection before with Jesus, that today you take an opportunity to connect with him. Open up your spirit to the light of life. And maybe perhaps there's something in particular you need. Over the last four weeks, we've looked at a light of hope, which Jesus is, the light of faith, which Jesus is, the light of joy, which Jesus is, and the light of peace. We're going to have a moment where we're going to take our candles and you can come up and light them. You can light them from any candle on the Advent wreath. You may choose to light your candle from that center candle, the light of Jesus, the light of the world. Or maybe you need something in particular from the light of Jesus. If you need hope, light from the hope candle. If you need to have faith in Jesus, then light from the faith candle. If you need joy, light from the pink candle of joy. If you need God to give you peace, light from the peace. But know all that light comes from Jesus, the light of the world. Let's pray.